Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's time for this week's Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential Show here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Brought to you by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. Tonight's in-depth look at area high school football is also powered by the Fighting Illini Army ROTC at the University of Illinois. Forging strong leaders since 1868. Now, here's your host, Joey Wright. And welcome to a week six edition of Prep Football Confidential, live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio in our Fox Drive studio. I'm Joey Wright. Glad to have you on board as we count you down to week six of the IHSA football season. Get you uh, recapped on what went on in a busy week five. A lot to get to, some upsets, other teams holding serve. We've had a number of changes in our top ten poll, uh, top ten ranking, I should say, compiled by our sports editor, Matt Daniels. We'll get to that as the show moves along. Uh, recap uh, last week first, and then we'll also talk with not one, not two, but three guests this evening spanning three different programs in central Illinois. Again, I'm Joey Wright flying solo with you tonight, uh, but that doesn't change what we've got on the docket. Zach Pyatt does join me for a few interviews as well, caught up with the offensive lines of Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood this afternoon. Just a few hours ago, Zach Pyatt uh, had some questions for them, as did I. We'll also bring Paxton Buckley Loda football into the studio. They are on their way to Fox Drive right now, just wrapping up practice Busy week for PBL, and so we'll get the lowdown on all things related to Panther football. I would expect them to arrive by about 6.30 or so, so uh, toward the bottom of the hours when we'll talk with the Panthers. But looking at last week, and we had talked about this uh, last week on Prep Football Confidential, looking at the slate of games, there were a number of games that could have gone either way. Uh, Bismarck, Kenning, Rossville, Alvin, and Salt Fork. Uh, 3-1 versus 3-1 matchup. Taylorville and Muhammad Seymour was another one that, on paper, you know, you weren't quite sure about. Westville and Oakwood, that was a matchup of two 3-1 teams. And Tolono Unity at Bloomington Central Catholic, that was a matchup of 3-1 versus 4-0. So there were a a number of games that you weren't quite sure how things were going to play out. And then there were some other games that you thought, all right, one team's got a clear advantage here. One of those games was uh, undefeated 4-0 Centennial at 1-3 Danville. And starting there, Danville, 25, Centennial 12. Maybe the upset of the week, certainly, uh, I would say. And you could maybe say the upset of the season so far. Although Danville 1-3, they had a tough schedule, a tough slate of games to open their season. So I figured they were going to get it on track at some point. Didn't expect it to come against... Centennial, who was the top team in our rankings, but the Vikings pulled one out at home, 25-12. to Caden Young scoring early in that one. Phillip Shaw rushed for two touchdowns to key the Vikings. They had a 13-0 lead at one point and never really looked back, led 19-6 from there, and Centennial never was able to uh, mount that last comeback effort despite 94 rushing yards from Kodiak Pruitt. So the Vikings, 2-3 and three now as the last four games of the season approach, not out of the woods yet. They'll have some tough ones down the stretch, but keeping their playoff hopes alive, that was a huge win for the Vikings. Muhammad Seymour beating Taylorville 42-0. The Bulldogs hadn't lost a regular season game in two full regular seasons. Entering play this season, they did lose to Morton in Week 1, but since then, 4-0, and the Bulldogs Rattling off wins, Taylorville never really competed in that one, and John Adkins and company, a team you'll hear on Light Rock 97.5 this Friday against Mount Zion, looking good here as they turn the corner at 4-1. and one. Carterville was ranked in the IHSA's Class 4A, 
They beat St. Joseph Ogden at home, 32-28, non-conference game for the Spartans. On a last-second touchdown, Carterville quarterback Brandon Skelcher connecting with Nick Bishing. An 18-yard touchdown pass with just 23 seconds remaining. Tough way for St. Joseph Ogden to pick up its first loss. They're still ranked in the most recent Class 3A poll that came out today, and they'll certainly factor into the Illini Prairie Conference discussion. That was a non-conference game, but still a midseason setback for Sean Skinner and company. We'll see how the Spartans rebound this week. They've got Bloomington Central Catholic, who took it to Unity 42-14. Scott Hamilton uh, wasn't quite sure what he would see with quarterback uh, Colin Hayes on the other side for BCC, and Colin Hayes looked really good. Five touchdowns on the ground set the tone really for uh, Unity to, uh, or for BCC, I should say, to uh, score a big win. Led at 1.35-7, so Bloomington Central Catholic Stays undefeated. That's not a team you want to face in the IPC. Scott Hamilton's team now 3-2. and two. They'll have to uh, get their feet back under them this week. Other games in the Illini Prairie Conference. Monticello 40, Pontiac 8. Paxton Buckley-Loda, big win against Rantoul, 57-26. And then looking around the area, just some other scores of note. Gibson City, Melvin Sibley beating Fisher 42-0. Salt Fork and Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin mentioned that was a matchup of two three and one teams. Salt Fork, a 14-13 winner. The Storm surging here in the midway part of the season. Curious to see if they can keep that going in the Vermilion Valley Conference. All indications say they will be able to. Bismarck Henning, Rossville Alvin three and two, and a team that knows how to win and get to the playoffs. So I would expect the Blue Devils to bounce back. From that loss, Tuscola beat Central AM 42-14. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond will have them on Light Rock 97-5 in Week 8. Cumberland, the only school with a winning record that they've beaten so far this season, but the uh, ALAH Knights, pardon me, are undefeated at 5-0. That's a 14-6 win over the Pirates, so looking good are the Knights. Uh, they'll play Arcola in Week 8. Looking forward to getting out to Arthur to have the call of that one. Nokomis beat Tri-County 42-0. Argena Oriana, a 31-13 winner over Sangamon Valley. Clifton Central edged Watsika 13-12. Sullivan Okaw Valley 59, Cerro Gordo Bement 7. The Redskins looking good. They are undefeated in the Lincoln Prairie Conference and otherwise 5-0. Sullivan Okaw Valley making some noise after a few down seasons. You'll love to see it. Prairie Central beat IVC 55-20. to Prairie Central lost some talent from last year's team, but uh, they what they brought back is also pretty good. Hudson Alton Company looking good. Gavin Trednick and Will Scala scoring touchdowns in that one. So watch out for Prairie Central down the stretch. They won't be the uh, undefeated juggernaut they were last year, but they're 3-2 and two and primed to make a run in the Illini Prairie Conference. Prep Football Confidential on Light Rock 97.5. No, we're on News Gazette, uh, or News Talk, 1,493.9 FM this year. We were on 97.5 last year. News Talk 1,400 and uh, Light Rock 97.5. You'll hear the uh, Brett Bielma Show at 7 o'clock, so stick around for that. You can hear that on our sister station, but we're on News Talk 1,493.9 FM tonight. Early on in a, uh, a solo edition of this program for me this week, but... Looking good and feeling good. We will have three guests in with us. I mentioned Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood stopped by earlier in the program, and we talked with them. Did uh, Zach Pyatt and I will also bring in Paxton Buckley-Loda later in the uh, program in studio. So looking forward to getting the lowdown on all things related to Panther football as they picked up a big win last week against Rantoul. We'll also name our latest U of I R. U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week Award winner. That's going to be uh, another Vermilion Valley Conference school in addition to Oakwood, so stick around for that. And we'll also get into Matt Daniels' latest prep football top 10 rankings. We'll take the first of a couple of breaks we've got in the program and talk with Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood when we come back. Expecting Paxton Buckley-Loda to join us toward the bottom of the hour, so stick around for that. Live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio, this is Prep Football Confidential. Stick around, we'll get into some interviews when we come back. This week's Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential continues now. Powered by the Fighting Illini Army ROTC, here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. 
Welcome back to Prep Football Confidential, live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio in Champaign. I'm Joey Wright, flying solo tonight as we get you ready for week six of the IHSA football season. Crazy to think that more than half the season's gone by already, just four more weeks in the regular season, although we've got some teams in our area that could be poised for some deep runs and keep that season going well beyond its initial nine-week window. Joey Wright hanging out with you here on News Talk 1493.9 FM tonight. Stick around after the program, by the way, the Brett Bielma Show. Coming at you, Brian Barnhart talking with Illinois football coach Brett Bielma and a couple of players tonight getting the scoop on where the Illini are at entering this week's contest at Purdue. So that's coming up at 7, but we've got you for some 45 more minutes here and a couple of players to talk with now as we're going to get into... Uh, we kind of in putting together the rundown this week, wanted to do something special for our offensive lines in our area. We've got the U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week Award that we give out each week. And, you know, bringing in players and, and coaches, always fun, but you get a lot of skill guys. You know, you never really get in to explore uh, the, the offensive linemen. You know, the guys working in the trenches, throwing blocks, you know, putting their bodies on the line, protecting the quarterbacks, opening up opening up gaps for the running backs, all that kind of stuff. So wanted to get into that this week and uh, celebrate some of the winners we've had so far this season. Not all of them. Uh, not all of them were able to pop in, but three of them were Oakwood, Muhammad Seymour, and Paxton Buckley-Loda. We'll talk with Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood first. Paxton Buckley-Loda, those players are on their way to Champaign right now, making the trip south on Interstate 57. We'll catch up with them, we would expect, uh, toward the bottom of the hour. They should be here soon. But earlier in the day, about 4 o'clock this afternoon, Zach Pyatt and I caught up with Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood and uh, got the lowdown on what it's like to be an offensive lineman in those two programs, as well as where those two teams are at in their seasons. The Bulldogs are 4-1, and one, the Comets are 3-2. and two. Let's talk with the Bulldogs first. Here's Zach Pyatt and I with Muhammad Seymour's offensive line which, by the way, won the Offensive Line of the Week award for their Week 3 effort against Quincy Notre Dame. Here it is. On a Wednesday night, September 27th, Joey Wright and Zach Pyatt recording this a little bit in advance of Muhammad Seymour football practice. Five offensive linemen and their quarterback have joined us here in the studio to receive their medals for winning our Week 3 U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week award. The offensive line for Muhammad Seymour instrumental that night in a big win over Quincy Notre Dame. Left tackle, Colton Metcalf-Poulos, Oliver Smith, Tyson Finch, Noah Daniels, and Philip Daniels is uh, how they go left to right. Luke Dyer's here in the studio with us as well. Uh, Phil, going left to right as we've got you guys here in the studio. Appreciate you guys dropping by, and um, congratulations, U of I Army ROTC recipients, Week 3 against uh, QND there. Um, it's, it's It feels good to be part of the O-line of Muhammad Seymour. The coaching staff has really coached us up, especially as having three sophomores on the O-line, so it's we've really improved as a team, and going on to our fifth week, I think we're doing really good. Oliver, this is a program that certainly had a lot of success in years past. You guys uh, hadn't lost a regular season game in two years before this season, and uh, after falling to a good Morton team in Week 1, you've won four in a row, now 4-1 and one on the season. What's the secret to success for these Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs? How do you guys uh, How do you guys come in year in, year out, and uh, get the job done? Um, I think a lot of it goes into coaching and all the work we put in in the summer. You know, Our season starts like the second week of June, so... You know, just kind of perfecting everything we do and just, like, trying to be the best players that we can be and kind of forming that brotherhood as a team. Tyson, you're the center on this offensive line. Got your quarterback, uh, Luke Dyer, in here with us just over your uh, your shoulder. What's that relationship like? What's that like to play center? You know, kind of the uh, the quarterback of the offensive line, if you will, right? Um, it's it definitely, like, I feel a lot of pressure, especially um, before games, coach telling me, like, checks that I'll have to make and stuff, but... It's also really nice having Lucas back there because we've been friends like our whole life, so we've just kind of had this connection already. So he trusts me, and I trust him with like what he's saying. If he's telling me stuff, he sees. So just really works out for sure. Uh, Colton, what's the uh, what's the pride you guys take not only in protecting Luke but the rest of your your offense? Uh, I know it's a, it's a good night when the quarterback, running back, you know, they don't have a lot of uh, dirt mud on the jersey, right? We take a lot of pride in uh, finishing on top as. 
We like to bury all of our people in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, Noah talked with Phil a minute ago, your twin brother. What's that relationship like, that dynamic to uh, you know share the right side of the line with, with your twin brother? Oh, I mean, sometimes it get pretty annoying, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's better just because we kind of have that chemistry going on. We really kind of know what we both got to make sure we're doing good. Um, so really, I just think it works well. So, Luke, I got to imagine these guys make your job easy, right? Yes, sir, for sure. What, uh, just, just talk me through it. Like, having these five guys in front of you week in, week out, just, you know, are, are you ever worried back there in the pocket, or is it all just kind of smooth sailing? You know that they're going to do their job. No, um, I haven't been worried. We were a little concerned at the start of the season just having three sophomores and not really knowing what it was going to be like and what their first varsity experience was going to be like, but... Like they've said, Coach Severs has done an awesome job with them, and they're getting better every week. So, no, it's definitely not something to worry about, and I trust all five of them. So, Tyson, what uh, what was that like uh, coming in? Obviously, Wyatt has uh, you know played quarterback the last couple of seasons. What was that like for you guys as an offensive line? Um, you know, Luke certainly got a great game as well, but maybe just adjusting to to the differences he brings to the offense. Um, like Luke said, it was definitely like tough. We didn't. We were kind of worried with three sophomores coming in, and me and Colton had the pressure of being two sophomores last year. But um, Wyatt was really like um, slow with us, and like pretty much gave us gave us a lot of grace when we'd have mistakes or if I had a bad bad snap. Wyatt was definitely there to, you know, be there for me. And with Lucas being here, he's been like he's been giving grace to all the sophomores that are there and coaching them up when he sees stuff. Phil, uh, looking at uh, just kind of the history of success, uh, Muhammad Seymour football. Uh, what's your favorite part of being a Muhammad Seymour Bulldog? What's uh, what are some things you look forward to? Could be on a Friday night, you know, under the lights. Could be just going through practice with your teammates. But what are some some of those things that? just uh really kind of bring being a part of this program to life uh, it's it's definitely the bond we all carry um through the summer we kind of all like just started being like connecting each other getting used to seeing each other every day and now we're all kind of just a, one big family so i definitely look i'm I definitely enjoy spending all the time with especially the o-line and our quarterback and all that so uh and yeah it's just kind of i just enjoy being part of the family for sure Oliver, I feel like when we talk uh, to coaches, uh, skill position players, yeah, ask them what they look for on tape, you know, looking at the opponent. But when you get ready to scout a, a foe, whether it's Mount Zion this week or whoever you face throughout the season, what are some things offensive linemen are looking for on film, you know, schematically? What are, what are some things that maybe catch your eye when you're going looking at the film? Um, you know, kind of how tough your opponent is, like mentally and physically, because mm-hmm. um, that's a big part of, you know, being an offensive lineman is trying to dominate the person on the other side of the ball just win that matchup every single snap. So just kind of looking for little cues that they have and just seeing if they're going to, you know, be good opponents and compete every snap of the game. Colton, i got to ask you here. Um, just, it feels like a lot of times the offensive line doesn't seem to get as much credit as, as everybody else or some of the skill position players. You know, w- within Muhammad's team, though, is that different? Like, do you guys, you know, get get that credit that, that you guys uh, deserve throughout the season from your oh, teammates? Oh, yeah, especially because um, – we have Coach Burner, the offensive coordinator. Every week he'll give us a big man block of the week. It's either the whole line if one of us really just drives a guy 10 yards or just mm-hmm. drives him in the dirt, we'll get that as an award. I'll post it on Twitter. No, I know a lot of offensive lines. Uh, pancakes are a big deal. Do you guys like to celebrate pancake blocks with, with actual pancakes? Is that something you guys do? or? I've heard that they used to. Um, I've asked the defensive line coach, uh, Coach Worth, about it, and I don't think he's allowed to bring it back, but I really I was kind of hoping that he would, but it hasn't happened so far. Sure, um, Luke, looking at where this team's at, getting ready to go down the stretch of the uh, regular season here. It's crazy that we're already entering week six, right? The regular season's already more than halfway gone by. Uh, where do you think this team's headed? Obviously, a big one against Mount Zion this week. Um, looking ahead, I know you guys make your second trip out to Quincy in week nine. Just what are some expectations looking at the? Uh, stretch run of the, the regular season for you guys yeah this upcoming week is definitely our big one um this the mount zion game it's kind of turned into a rivalry game and kind of just our conference championship pretty much and then obviously the big one at quincy a big 6a playoff team so that'll be another big test for us too but i think this mount zion game is one we've had circled and knowing that if we can get this one that's just a big deal for the conference and can put us in a driver's seat as you know we're the only two um, undefeated team so 
if we can get this one, we can kind of control um, kind of our destiny in the conference remaining. Not to add more pressure to you guys, I'll go ahead and open this up to any six of you, but uh, but after this past uh, Friday, you guys leapfrogged everybody, and now you're number one in our News Gazette uh, football poll in the area. So uh, just what, you know, what, what does that mean to you guys? How are you guys looking to, you know, keep that rolling throughout the rest of the season to stay on top? Uh, that, that really feels good. Um, I know we all kind of had our doubts on Morton. We didn't do so good the whole line, so, but we, we kind of picked it up through weeks and weeks. And so it feels really good to feel, uh, to know that people are watching us and that they, they know that we've gone better and we're not done yet. So It's going to be interesting to watch a battle for Apollo Conference supremacy. You'll hear that game, by the way, on Light Rock 97.5. I'll be out there. Zach Pyatt will be out there covering the game on the sidelines. It's going to be a lot of fun at Frank Dutton Field this Friday. Guys, congrats one more time. Our week three U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week winners. And that was the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs joining us. Uh, four and one entering play against Mount Zion this week. You'll hear that on Light Rock 97.5. And shifting gears from the Apollo Conference to the Vermilion Valley Conference, let's meet the Oakwood Comets Offensive Line. They had 200-plus yard rushers in their week four win against Clifton Central. Let's meet the Comets, who enter play this week, sitting at three wins and two losses. Here are the Comets. Prep Football Confidential coming at you on a Wednesday night. Joey Wright and Zach Pyatt hanging out with the Oakwood Comets. They were our Week 4 U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week winners. 35-24 to win over Clifton Central. Zeke Smith is with us. Lane Frischkorn is with us. Caden Fleming, Walker Enos, and Cam Acord with us as well. Left guard, center, right tackle, left tackle, right guard, if you were wondering. And uh, the Oakwood Comets getting it done a few weeks ago. Two rushers, Cameron Black and Chase Harrison, over 100 yards. Cameron had over 200 yards on 21 carries. And it was a good night for the Comets as they won by 11 points. Uh, Zeke, we'll go to you first. Uh, U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Lane, looking at the Comets this season, you guys are 3-2. and two. Uh, some big wins in there. Uh, Georgetown Ridge from Chrisman, Watsika, and the aforementioned Clifton Central win. Where do you think this team is at here as we uh, now move into the back half of the regular season? I think we're playoff bound. Mm-hmm. I think we can do great things as a team. Sure. Cade uh, Fleming, we'll go to you next. Uh, your coach, Cameron Lee, heck of a player at Oakwood in his day, uh, then went on to play at Illinois State and uh, ultimately with the Chicago Bears for a short stint as a lineman. What does his expertise do for you guys as um, as you guys look to improve and get better each week? Um, it's actually a really great experience. Um, coming into high school, I wasn't very good. I didn't play it at all. But mm-hmm. um, him coming in uh, my sophomore year, it's really helped me develop and become a better player overall. For sure. Um, Walker, what's the best part of being an offensive lineman? You guys don't get necessarily a lot of credit, but... Obviously, if you have a good line, especially in a very physical Vermilion Valley Conference, you can go pretty far. Uh, you get to hit big dudes all game, <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah, that's about it. I sure. think. Cam, would you say that's your uh, your favorite part of being a lineman too? Uh, Are you getting to lay the lay the hit on somebody. The de- the best part is probably the pancakes that he comes with it, oh, yeah. and watch him on film the next morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Zeke, I I brought that Muhammad Seymour was in earlier, um, another offensive line that we chatted with. I asked them if they got pancakes. They said no, uh, unfortunately not. So you guys get actual pancakes to celebrate pancake blocks? Uh, no, but I ah. think we should start doing that. Honestly. Yeah, man, we're we're planting some seeds, Zach, with uh, with that idea. Exactly. Yeah. I'd, I know I certainly would be excited. Like that would motivate me more, knowing hey, I'd get a nice breakfast the, the next <laughs> yeah. day. Um, I gotta ask, uh, you know, do you guys you guys ever do like any one on one drills with offensive linemen just to see you know who comes out on top? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And who who does? Uh, anybody willing to, to take it there? Yeah. <laughs> Cam. What is it about him that, that just that just puts him over the top? Physicality. Physicality. Power. Strong. Stronger than everyone else. He's a big guy. He's athletic yeah. too. Yeah. Technical. All sorts of reasons, right? I was gonna say. <laughs> so how about one one more for you guys? I'll open it up to anybody. Is there like any NFL offensive lineman that, that you guys watch on a regular basis? You guys look up to and say, ah, I want to model my game after him. Uh, for me, it's probably Quentin Nelson. He's yeah, a, he's a guard, so I feel like watching him is cool. Yeah, I'm a Colts fan myself, so that, <laughs> that's that's good to hear. What do you uh, What do you take from uh, 
What do you take from NFL film? And obviously, uh, your coach knows a thing or two about that and what that looks like. But what are some maybe specific intangibles you you watch for? Uh, I mean, how fast they get off the ball. And sure. Like, the power and like you know, it's a different type of tempo going mm-hmm. into those games and them holding their own. For sure. Cade, looking at the relationship you guys have with your quarterback, Jackson Dudley, with your tailbacks, Cameron Black and uh, Chase Harrison, what, what is that relationship like? I know that's the that's the goal for you guys, right, is to keep those jerseys as pristine purple and white as you can when the uh, when the buzzer sounds. Um, it, we have a pretty good relationship. I mean, like, you know, sometimes going out and buying our running backs food and whatnot, you know, every mm-hmm. now and then. <laughs> You know, Judd uh, Jackson, we call him Judda. He's always being confident with us and complimenting us. Doesn't happen very often, but he does it a good bit. <laughs> For sure. Walker, looking at uh, being a part of this Oakwood program, I know Oakwood has a, a storied tradition, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a town that values its high school sports, football uh, especially so. What is it? Uh, what's 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 favorite part of playing football for Oakwood? You know, is it the Friday night lights? Is it uh, just practices with the teammates, the team dinners? What what uh, kind of strikes your mind? I'd have to say team breakfast every Friday morning, getting some <laughs> sure. good food with pancakes. So, or tell yeah, me, they got okay. So they've got pancakes at the breakfast, <laughs> right? Um, Zeke, looking at the rest of the season, uh, as I said, we're uh, we're you know through the. The halfway mark here. You guys are three and two uh, at Hoopston area Armstrong Potomac this week. Um, I think it was Lane mentioned earlier, right? Playoff uh, team, playoff ambitions. What are just some of the things you guys want to uh, accomplish here? Obviously, still needing to win at least two games down the stretch to, to qualify for the playoffs. Um, I really think that. Uh, man, I'm sorry. You got to ask that question again. I was just going to say, what uh, what are some goals? Maybe last uh, four games, obviously. A team with ambitions, but still needing uh, a couple of wins to get to the playoffs. Um, of course, keeping the pocket clean, uh, giving our guys the best chance they can to make some good plays, and hopefully mm-hmm. getting us to that point. Lane, I'll go to you next. Uh, just the uh, knowing, you know, you guys won offensive line of the week a couple weeks ago for you know getting a couple of running backs over that hundred yard mark. Um, when you see those numbers and you see multiple guys get up into triple digits. Uh, in the yardage, you know, what goes through the offensive lineman's mind? Is Does that become just, like, something that you guys strive for every week? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we work hard at practice every day, so, you know, we can win big games like that and, you know, make sure our quarterbacks stay clean, pocket stays clean and everything like that. How do you guys celebrate a, a big win? Um, Cade, what's the, what's the move? Oh, one of my favorite things in the mornings after a, a good game on Saturday is going and taking our ice baths. Those are always nice. Well earned, certainly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. We mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you know sometimes the the offensive line doesn't quite get as much credit as maybe some of the other skill position guys. But but uh, what what type of things do your teammates and coaches like the rest of the team? What do they do uh, to to make sure you guys uh, you know get your due process? This is for for anybody, by the way. <laughs> um, for me. At least for me, like coming into high school, I wasn't very good. I I hadn't played hardly at all uh, in youth. So coming into high school, I wasn't very good. But over the past uh, two years, I've really developed. And um, our offensive coordinator, Zach Gerntz, always uh, compliments me on how I've improved. So things like that, just telling us that we've improved. And things like it without a clean pocket like we've been doing, we wouldn't have one of the top rushers in the state and things like that. And two, again, going back a few weeks to Clifton Central in week four, but two rushers, Cameron Black and Chase Harrison, over 100 yards. Cameron Black was over 200 yards. Oakwood, our week four, U of I Army ROTC offensive line of the week. Guys, thanks for dropping by, and good luck this week against Hoopson area. And there you have it from two of the three U of I Army ROTC offensive line of the week award winners. We will talk to tonight. Getting caught up, uh, you heard from Muhammad Seymour in Mount Zion, or Muhammad Seymour in Oakwood, pardon me, who won the award in weeks three and four. Muhammad Seymour in week three, and Oakwood in week four. There we go. Sorting it out. We'll talk to Paxton Buckley Loda, who won the award in week two in just a little bit, still waiting on the Panthers to arrive in Champaign. They are wrapping up practice, uh, or have already wrapped up practice, and should be on their way over here. We'll catch up with him shortly. But I I tell you, PBL won the award in Week 2. Their offensive line has been good all season. They're blocking for a very talented running back in Robert Boyd-Meets, 
who has taken the Illini Prairie Conference in the area by storm. He's kind of a, a reserved character, I, I would describe Robert as, but his offensive line certainly blocking for someone who has a lot of ability out of the backfield and in the passing game, and uh, they've been fortunate to have a, a player who can find the gaps that they create for him throughout the season. We'll sneak in a commercial break and come back. We'll hope to talk with the Panthers soon. If not, we'll fill with our new top 10 rankings and some games to keep an eye on this week in what is a busy week six slate. Joey Wright from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio. This is Prep Football Confidential. You're listening to the Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential Show on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Powered by the U of I Army ROTC. From the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio, Prep Football Confidential on a Wednesday evening for you, September 27th, 2023. I am Joey Wright, flying solo tonight, but having a lot of fun with you here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. Stick around on these airwaves and those of our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. After we get done here, we'll kick it to Brian Barnhart and Brett Bielma. It's the Brett Bielma Show, getting the lowdown on all things Illinois football as the Illini prepare to travel to Purdue this week. That's a 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. You'll hear that game right here. Griffin Moore among the guests tonight, as is Kenena Odaluga. And you'll hear that uh, on Light Rock 97.5 and News Talk 1400 coming up in just a little bit. Still waiting on Paxton Buckley-Loda to join us here in the studio, hoping to get them at some point. They are wrapping up uh, practice, uh, have already wrapped up practice. I think I made that same uh, mistake earlier in the program, but uh, their practice should have concluded by now. Uh, although, if it did run a little long, you can see why. They're at Prairie Central this week, so uh, as soon as the Panthers join us, we'll aim to get them on. They were our Week 2 U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week winners. Robert Boyd Means makes it look easy for the O-line, but still some talented people up front. That O-line includes the likes of Alejandro Oliveras, Ethan Williams, Eli Tabor, Hayden Holland, and Tyler Weagle. And we'll aim to catch the Panthers in just a little bit. Joey right in with you. And until they make their way into the studio, looking at some of the games this week, I mentioned PBL and Prairie Central is a game to watch in the IPC. PBL 4-1 at Prairie Central 3-2. and but some other games that catch the eye this week, Bloomington at Centennial, Bloomington Central Catholic at St. Joseph Ogden, Champaign Central at Peoria Notre Dame, Mount Zion at Muhammad Seymour in the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week, Normal Community at Danville, Oakwood at Hoopston Area Armstrong Potomac, Salt Fork at Moments, St. Thomas Moore at South Beloit, and Tuscola at Clinton. Kind of the same thing we had last week, where there were a lot of tough games to pick between. Uh, this week, you've got just as many matchups that really, I, I don't know how you can pick a winner in some of these games. I'll have to try my best. I have slid to 35-15 and 15 in our News Gazette Pick'em Contest, uh, and that is pretty good. I'm only five games off the lead. Zach Pyatt's 40-10, and 10, uh, but I went 5-5 five and five last week. Zach went 6-4 and four in a tough week. Joe Vizelli was our winner last week at 8-2. So Zach's at 40 and 20, or 40 and 10, pardon me. Joe Vizelli's at 39 and 11, as is Scott Ritchie. Robin Scholes, 5 and 5 last week, uh, along with me. She's 37 and 13. Bob Osmussen's 36 and 14. Our guest picker, which is our Light Rock 97.5 guest color analyst as well each week this season. Our guests have combined to go 36 and 14 through the first five weeks of the season. Stay tuned, by the way. We'll name our color analyst for Friday's game uh, at some point on social media before Friday, so look forward to that. Alex Mazur, Matt Daniels, and I all 35 and 15. Looking at uh, this week's Pick'em Slate, let's get into it. Bloomington at Centennial. Bloomington um, right, right in that middle tier of Big 12 teams, I would say. Centennial with the likes of Kellen Davis and Kodiak Pruitt, a really good defensive unit for the Chargers. They are 4-1 and one and playing host to the Purple Raiders in this one. I would give the edge to Centennial, certainly, but Centennial took one on the chin last week at Danville. 
a good Vikings team that entered at 1-3 and three and scored a big win to keep their playoff push alive in earnest. So I'd give the edge to Centennial there, but Bloomington, 3-2, and two, they've looked good. They've uh, faced a tough slate, took one uh, tough one to normal community last week. Of course, the Ironmen could be the best Class 7A team outside of Chicago in the state of Illinois, so keep an eye on that one. Bloomington Central Catholic, they have risen up the Class 2A ladder this season. The Saints are back in full force. St. Joseph Ogden, back as well. Probably the best team Sean Skinner has had in his tenure at St. Joseph Ogden, which kicked off about seven years ago. The Spartans were 23 seconds away from being 5-0. and A tough loss to Carterville at the buzzer last week, but the Spartans uh, looking for a, a what would be maybe a slight upset in that one if they could get the job done, although they're at home, so you'd probably give them an edge. That'll be a good one in a Lani Prairie Conference play, though. That'll really inform a lot of how the rest of the uh, conference race goes along. Champaign Central's 2-3. and three. They'll play Peoria Notre Dame at Dozer Park. Champaign Central, a big win one week ago against Urbana, and they needed that. Uh, of course, Urbana's having a, a little bit of a down year as they return to the varsity football rankings, uh, but uh, Champaign Central needed to win four of its last five games to be playoff eligible. They got one win there. They'll need to go on the road and get another against the Irish this week. Mount Zion 5-0 at Muhammad Seymour. That'll tell us a lot about the Apollo Conference, and we'll get into the rest of these games later as I see the PBL Panthers pulling up. I'll go out and let them in, and we'll bring them on the air after a quick break. Stick around. This is Prep Football Confidential from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio. Welcome back to Prep Football Confidential on a Wednesday evening in Champaign. Joey Wright flying solo tonight, but now joined by a couple of guests, uh, more than a couple of guests, five guests from Paxton Buckley Lota Football. The Panthers making the drive south down Interstate 57 to join us here after their practice. They are getting ready to play Prairie Central in week six of the IHSA football season. We'll keep an eye on that one, certainly, on Friday night. Pleased to be joined now by... Our uh, offensive line from PBL, Alex Oliveira, Ethan Williams, Eli Tabor, Hayden Holland, and Tyler Wiggle. And guys, first and foremost, um, start Hayden, right? Do I have you over there? Yep, Hayden, we'll start with you. Uh, appreciate you guys making the drive down. You guys were our week two U of I Army ROTC O-Line of the week, so I know that's going a little bit of a ways back, but appreciate you guys making the trip down to join us tonight. And uh, Tyler, why don't or Hayden? We'll keep it with you. You guys, um, week two against Newton, got it in front of me. Fifty-five eight win. You guys have had some big wins this season, though. Wins against IVC, Pontiac, and Rantoul as well. Hayden, you guys have a very talented running back in Robert Boyd Meats, who has had uh, several big games. I don't think he's had a, an off night yet this season, right? What is it like to block for someone who can find the holes you guys set for him? Uh, it's a pretty great you know he's a he's a talented running back uh i love working with him he's a very humble person and he just he's quick man he's he's a, he's a great all-around great uh teammate absolutely he i think humble is a great way to describe it the couple times i've talked with robert he's kind of a quiet guy right but uh, definitely lets his play do the talking for him on the field tyler we'll go over to you rest of the offense uh beyond robert who are some names that were uh, calling this year for the panthers noah steiner uh, it's his second year. He's probably he's our not probably he is our tallest receiver. Um, another one's Kale Bruns. He's made some good plays this year. Um, Caden Vance. Um, I can remember one play against IBC this year where he had a great catch uh, in the end zone for a touchdown. And then uh, Mason Vaughn. You know he's a sophomore. He's probably got some of the best hands on the team. And then. Um, It's a deep offense, right? Yeah. You have a lot of, a lot of yeah, I, I don't people. mean to put you on the spot, a lot of guys you could name. Eli, going to you next, uh, what is, what's the best part of being a, a lineman here in this PBL program? I know the linemen don't always get a lot of attention, right? They don't always get the credit, but what is your favorite part of lining up in the trenches play after play and trying to open up a, a hole for Robert or maybe make a block in the passing game? Uh, tough to say. Uh, <laughs> probably the best part out there is – 
shoving someone in the ground and seeing the look of agony on their face, you know? Sure, sure. I like that. <laughs> that draws some laughs, but I like that. You know, when we had uh, so many, all 35 teams in our area uh, in for media days, uh, that was the most popular answer. Why do you love football? Well, I get to hit somebody, right? Yeah. Um, Ethan, you know, what's that like to make? What's that like to, to hit somebody? You know, I know that's what people would say is their favorite uh, part, but what's that like to get that pancake block or shove someone out of the way so Robert can get through. What's that feeling like when, you know, you're looking off in the distance and you're seeing Robert break one for 40, 50, 60 yards? Uh, it's just great uh, just to see Robert just down there and just to just feel, just have them on their back and just seeing their face. It's funny. Alex, what's that relationship uh, with uh, – what's that relationship like, I should say, with your tailback, with your quarterback? I know you guys take a lot of pride – uh, any offensive lineman does, right, when the game ends and the quarterback's jersey is just as blue or just as white as when it started. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, Connor, I don't know, Vigo, he forgot to mention, like, Connor is like, he's not just throwing the ball out there. He has a pretty decent arm, I would say, and he can run. He's, as he would say, shifty, in quotes. Uh, <laughs> and it's just amazing looking at him and talking to him after the game. He's like, you, you made it possible. Like, I didn't get sacked in the backfield. You made sure that we got the plays through and you make sure I had enough time to pass the ball. And it just feels great knowing that we're able to make sure that we can get the ball down the field for those passes for him. Hey, and this is a young team, right? Robert's a junior. Connor's a junior. You guys have a lot of, uh, you know, a couple seniors in, in key positions, but uh, by and large, a young team. How do you feel like this team's come together in the first five weeks of the season? Does maybe some of those younger guys uh, adapt to the varsity level and, and get ready for what is a, a tough IPC stretch down the line? So we're uh, we're definitely starting to get a hang of it more often now. You know, we're getting in the grooves. We're knowing what to do. We're flying the tackles. You know, it's it was a little uh, a little rocky. We had like times where like we could have been there. We played better there. But uh, I'd like to say a lot of like the kids that like were young, like sophomores through juniors that like are starting now, getting their first start. They're they're, they're definitely getting the hang of it, knowing what to do. And honestly, it's just really great working with them. How many of you guys play both ways? Do you do you have any two way players in here? Or? I'm a two way. I start line and linebacker. And then these guys on our on our left here, my left, uh, Alex and Ethan. Open this up, Hayden. We'll go to you, and then we can get those guys take on it. But uh, defensively, just looking at the scores here, you know, you give up 39 points week one against IVC, and then the next four weeks you give up eight points, uh, 20 points, and 26 points in your wins, uh, and then Bloomington Central Catholic. Uh, 44-7 loss, but the Saints looking really good in the IPC. They're they're still undefeated as we talk here on September 27th. Uh, w- w- the defense, how, how has that group come together? I know we're here to talk about the O-line, but on the other side of the ball, what's uh, what's the PBL defense given us? So with our defense, we uh, we actually honestly got a lot of young sophomores starting. This is their, their first year in big varsity night football games, so the pressure's pretty high for them. You know, Cale Bruns, you know, he's been unstoppable. He's been very good this year playing for us. Uh, Caden Vance, he's been good. Briar Cosgrove, he's a junior. He's a uh, he's getting his first year as a start, and he's coming along very well too. It's, they're like I said, you know, they're definitely getting the hang of it. They're knowing what to do. You know, they're very aggressive, making the tackles. So they're definitely getting the hang of it. You know, chatting with the offensive line from Paxton Buckley Lota Football and Ethan and Alex. I'll open this up. Whichever you get, whichever one of you guys wants to field this one. Playing both ways, you don't get a lot of rest. What's that like? How do you how do you keep it going into the third and fourth quarter? Uh, it's just it, it gets tiring, but like uh, Pritchard, uh, he really motivates us to uh, keep on going, and just it just motivates us to just keep on going. It feels great. Sure, uh, Alex. What's that like playing for Josh Pritchard, your head coach? Um, always helpful for us here at the News Gazette. I know he's been at PBL. Uh, I think since 2019, I think was his first season somewhere in there, and uh, certainly he's gotten the uh, the Panthers uh, a consistent winner in the Illinois Prairie Conference. What's it like playing for Coach Pritchard and, and the entire staff? Well, you see, at first I was a little nervous to play for Coach because, like, whenever I saw him out there as like a younger one, he was like he was really getting at him. And then once you start to play with him, you realize how like you realize how he is, and you get used to him. And then you just like when it's when it's time to get serious and get serious, like. He'll get everyone in that mood to get in there, and whenever it's time to like, you know, like have be a little relaxed and stuff, he's there. So I just honestly feel like playing for him is like I feel really grateful being able to play for coach and like all the other coaches like Harper, like Lyman coaching. That's one of the best things. I'm 
very glad to be a lineman with Harper being my coach. And all the other coaches, they're all around fun, be around, great coaching. And I feel really like knowing what I'm doing out there because of the coaches. That's good. If your coaches are tuned in, I'm sure practice will be a little easier yes. for you tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Hayden, the Illini Prairie Conference, you guys, uh, as I said, have kind of a, a tough slate. Uh, kind of might be putting it lightly. Prairie Central this week, and then that feeds into Monticello, Unity, and St. Joseph Hogs and down the stretch. But even in the first few games you guys have played in the conference, just what's it like playing in the IPC knowing – Whoever you've got, it's not going to come easy. So, honestly, the IPC is a very good conference. You know, um, BCC, you know, very good. You know, they're tall, they're big. They definitely live in the uh, weight room over on off offseason. Um, all around, it's a very physical com- conference. And you, uh, when you go out there, you just got to be ready to play, and you got to be able to take a hit from them because IPC, man, they're, they're good. Absolutely. And that's putting it mildly. Absolutely. Uh Tyler, going to you, although, Eli, you can jump in and take this as well. Best part of being a football player at PBL, what is, you know, putting on the the blue and yellow each week? I know it's a a school and a community that takes its football very seriously. What would you rate as your favorite thing, maybe favorite things about playing football in this program? Mm, One of the favorite things is probably the coaching staff to start off. Um, I feel like all our coaches are great. each of them brings a different thing to the staff. You know, Pritchard's got the intensity when we need to get serious. Harper also brings that. You got the other coaches that you're able to talk to if you make a mistake that are a little easier to talk to than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I bet every coaching staff has coaches like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing is the community, going out there on a Friday night, seeing all the people that came to watch the game, um, even if they don't have a player on the field, just come in to watch the game on a Friday night. Sure. And Eli, kind of the same question to you. Maybe your favorite tradition in this program. Uh, all right. Everything. Same as Wiggle. Um, my favorite tradition though in the program is uh, jamming out before a game in the locker room. What's on the playlist? What are you guys listening to? If you can say it on the radio. <laughs> all you got to say is a lot of rap. A lot of rap. I like it. Uh, going over to uh, Alex, although, Ethan, you can take this as well. Um, I talked with Muhammad Seymour and Oakwood, their offensive lines, earlier in the program. I asked them if they got to celebrate pancake blocks with actual pancakes. Is that something you guys do at all, or is that maybe an idea you'll look to implement down the line here? Well, you see, we celebrate our pancakes with tea bags. So at either it will be Monday or Thursday after our practice, we'll – Harper will call us over to where he has all the tea bags, and he'll let everyone know who has the tea bags. Then from there, we all either celebrate on the tea bags or laugh at each other for not having enough. It's just either one or, and usually we just I don't know. I mean, tea bags. I heard from last year that they taste really good, but me personally, I don't like tea. So I mean, yeah. just being able to like like be above Weagle and brag on him like, hey, Weagle, I got more tea bags. And the next game, he's like, guess what, Alex, I got more than you. And it's like a competition <laughs> that we put against each other right it's the bags themselves i'm with you guys i've never been a big tea drinker uh if it's got to be unsweet iced tea for me but i can't do sweet tea don't don't like any of that um and then ethan um how do you guys celebrate a big win you know uh, you mentioned tea bags for the the sacks uh, or for the pancakes i should say no no sacks sacks are bad for <laughs> offensive linemen but how do you guys celebrate a big win you know uh for instance when you guys took down pontiac uh, on september 15th 55 20 what was the what was the party like after the game um, there's a lot of energy in the room, and it was just uh, everyone was just hype all around, and then uh, we pretty much just ate and had had lots of fun after. For sure, Paxson Buckley Loda's offensive line is with us. Guys, want to get to our latest top ten rankings here, but if you stick around, we've got some medals courtesy of the U of I Army ROTC for you for that week two win against Newton. In with us here, Alex Oliveras, Ethan Williams, Eli Tabor, Hayden Holland, and Tyler Wiggle. Guys, appreciate you making the trip down here on uh, I-57 tonight. Thank you, thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Absolutely. If you guys uh, stick around after, got some medals for you, so we'll give those out. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, mentioned uh, some pick'em games, too. Normal Community in Danville. Want to keep an eye on that one. Uh, that game went to three overtimes last year. Normal Community's got it going on. They're 5-0. and Might be the best Class 7A team in the state outside of Chicago this year. But Danville could be some upset potential there. Do want to get into our latest top 10 rankings. 
uh, compiled by our sports editor, Matt Daniels. Uh, starting at number 10, the team we've got in studio with us here, Paxton Buckley-Loda, cracks the top 10 this week. The Panthers are 4-1, and one, getting ready to play at Prairie Central this week. Number 9, Salt Fork, the Storm, 4-1. and one. This season, big win against Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin last week. Number eight, the Westville Tigers. Four and one. Westville has it rolling. A big win against Oakwood last week. And Westville's offensive line is our latest U of I Army ROTC offensive line of the week after they scored 49 points in that win over the Comets. Number seven, uh, showing some love to the eight man St. Thomas Moore Sabres, STM. State semifinalists last year, they haven't lost a beat 5-0 and through the first five weeks of this season. Keep an eye on their game against South Beloit this week. They will travel to South Beloit for that game, and that's a matchup of two teams that are 5-0. and So looking forward to watching that one. St. Joseph Ogden is number six in our top ten. They lost to Carterville last week, but the Sabres, or the... Uh, Spartans, I should say, are still 4-1 and one and looking to get back on track against Bloomington Central Catholic this week. Centennial is number 5 in our top 10. They suffered their first loss to Danville on the road last week. The Chargers are 4-1. and one. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond is 5-0, and oh, and they're number 4. They beat Cumberland last week, and the absence of Caden Fagan does not appear to be slowing down the ALAH Knights, number 4 in our top 10. At 5-0, Sullivan Okaw Valley, after a few down years, they are 5-0 and back firmly in our top 10 as the last four weeks of the season approach. Keep an eye on Sullivan Okaw Valley this week as they are 5-0 and looking to keep it going. Leroy is tearing it up in Class 1A. They have seven home games this season. They've made the most of them so far. Leroy 5-0 and looking to keep that rolling in the number one team in our top 10, Muhammad Seymour. 4-1, lost their first regular season game in a few years against Morton in Week 1 and haven't lost since. Four wins in a row have the Bulldogs at 4-1. They will play Mount Zion this week on Light Rock 97.5. You'll hear that, a 7 o'clock kick, a 6.45 pregame show. I will share the call with our guest analysts. Stick around to see who this week's guest is with me on Light Rock 97.5. Appreciate all of our guests joining us in studio today. Muhammad Seymour, Oakwood, and Paxton Buckley-Loda, their offensive lines. All recipients at various points this year of our Offensive Line of the Week Award. Westville's our latest winner after a big win against Oakwood last week. I'm Joey Wright. Thanks for listening to this episode of Prep Football Confidential. Stick around. The Brett Bielma Show is next.